Good morning, Faith Community Church. I'm Clint here with Jason to talk about 1 Timothy. We're in chapter 2. It's a really short chapter, but it's a very deep chapter. <laughs> There's a lot of things to say. I don't know how I got assigned this chapter. <laughs> it's a it's an appropriate chapter. Oh, man. All right, so First uh, Timothy chapter 2. Hopefully you guys have read this already, um, so you already know that <laughs> what's coming here. But um, the first half here talks about, about prayer. What does it talk to us about prayer? Yeah, so it, it, it talks about how we are to one of the ways in which we respond to the authority figures hmm. uh, above us um and the the passage is pretty clear uh, we see first of all then i urge that supplications prayers intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people okay. so whether you like them or not whether your friends or your enemies whether they go to the same church you do or they go to a different church pray for all people and then it goes on specifically for kings like, okay, we don't have a king, so oh, off, we're off good. the hook there. Then it continues, and all who are in high positions. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, so positions of authority. So this is, I think, something that, that we like to remind people to pray for people we like. Oh, yeah. And sort of gets pushed to the back of our mind of people we, we don't like. And I think, <clears throat> you know, not, I don't want to get too political here, but there's, there's nothing more effective that we could do for our leaders uh, for the direction of our government, whether it's the national scale or the, the at-home scale. Nothing more effective that we could do than, than to pray for those individuals. Right. And then the purpose of that is so that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to Him in knowledge of the truth, right? So this is this is how we are are to be living. So I know there's times where we get we get worked up, where we get you know upset at something, we're you know turning on the news, we're reading the internet, or we're talking to a friend, and there's things that that work us up. And I think the first thing that we need to do when that situation arises is 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 follow this this passage and say, okay, I need to make sure I'm trusting God, mm-hmm. and I make sure I'm humbling myself in praying for you know these individuals the government as a whole i need to make sure that i am uh peaceful that i'm quiet that i'm godly and that i'm dignified in every way how do you think that message contradicts what maybe the world would want to do <laughs> the world doesn't want to <laughs> doesn't want to intercede for people they don't like i mean I mean, you can see what the world wants to do because they do it. Like the exact and, opposite. Yeah, 100%. And, so, well, if, you know, I've, President Joe Biden, not a fan of his policies, but, you know, if you were my next door neighbor, how much would that change things? You know, as a believer, I'm trying to invite, you know, my neighbors to church and things. But yeah. Your outlook changes so much when you pray for people that you don't like. Yeah, it, it does. And and so the, our temptation is to say, okay, I want to do the exact opposite. If something upsets me, I want to act as undignified as possible. I want to, you know, sound the alarms. I want to be yelling. I want to be screaming. I want to be, uh, you know, doing whatever is necessary. I want to be, be the opposite of quiet. I don't want to be loud. I don't want to be peaceful. I want, like, let's get worked up. Let's get angry. Why aren't you as fired up about this as I am? Right. And, you know, that's not, not what we see not what we see here. Right. So. so many times I get kind of fired up and I just completely forget to pray for the people that I'm kind of raging against almost, mm-hmm. whether it's social media or just in my mind or something. And, you know, it's okay to disagree with something and to be, you know, passionate about that. But I think ironically, you know, the people, the people who make more of a difference are those who pray for 
those people who yeah. they disagree with, who are their enemies, uh, than the people who go out and, and, you know, they just go crazy with how, you know, getting fired up in these, like, some of the stuff we've seen on the news lately, um, especially people who claim to be believers, like, how much are we forgetting to pray for those people? Yeah, yeah, and, and Paul is is not saying here, just pray, right? Mm. So it's just, first of all, I urge you to pray. Mm. And then what follows after that needs to be marked by these these characteristics and these qualities. Like and a so, life of peace. Yeah, and that's not, it's not that like, well, I prayed, what else can right. I do? Like, no, you can still, you know, vote. You can still make, make your voice heard. You could still raise awareness. You can still do all of these things. It just needs to be marked with, with peace, with quietness, yeah. with godliness and dignity. Right. Because God's goals are higher, right? He mm-hmm. desires for all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For yeah. there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Je- Christ Jesus. Right. The standard can't drop just because it's something you're passionate about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of this chapter, uh, the second half, uh, it has specific uh, instructions <clears throat> for men and women, another uh, deep topic, as it were. But um, yeah, what, what does it have to say about these things? Yeah, so, so Paul not only gets me talking about politics, which is something that... <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to do, but he's also like, "Hey, let's talk about you know men and women and gender and equality." Role. <laughs> and like, okay. in one chapter, I don't. I the luck Arguably, of the, one of the shortest chapters. <laughs> so short, and yet Paul is, you know, got me talking about these things. I think the the important thing to remember as as we look at Second Tim- Timothy chapter two is that uh, God knows what He's doing. Um, that that we have to have just an unwavering trust in what God says, and there are times where it may like pull us and stretch us, and maybe even you know frustrate us or or uh, upset us. But we ask, okay, what what does God say, and can I believe that's the words of God? Can I believe that those words are trustworthy? And I think when we take the bulk of of Scripture, we take the bulk. all of scripture we take all of of redemptive history we can say yes this is god's word and yes he can't be trusted in this so so paul is writing this in the context in a a specific context where um women are not even uh permitted usually um to even learn right their Mm -hmm. their place was strictly in the home, like you, you wouldn't have gone in this culture. It would not have been normal for a woman to go to a Jewish synagogue and say, oh, "I want to learn about what's happening. I want to learn about Scripture. I want to learn." Not that that was that was never talked about in the Old Testament, right? The right. Old Testament, you know, the laws given to men and women, but the culture that had arose sort of pushed women to the side. And then we see Jesus come in. And he's like, let's bring women back in. Like, like right. his his ministry, uh, you know, women involved. He's teaching the women, love the women. The women are serving him. Uh, the first people he sees after the resurrection are women. He's empowering them. Like, he's calling them to high callings. And so the culture that, that Paul is, is working at say, look, I women need to be able to learn. Like, that. you you cannot, you know, push them to the sidelines. You cannot, uh, you know, say, you know, that they're... they're their place is not in in the place where the, the word is being preached. Saying like, no, no, that is their place. And then he goes on to define you know some different different roles uh, that we have. And so he you know says uh, things like um, 
uh, in verse 12, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she, she is to remain quiet. And so here we just see God, God giving roles. And the thing that I think the trap we could fall into as men would be to think, oh, we're somehow superior. Right. Like that's idiotic. Like that is nowhere, nowhere in scripture. The, the position of, you know, say, okay, I'm going to, to, uh, humility is, is not weakness, right? We even see Jesus Christ, God himself, humbling himself. It's not, it's not weak. Um, and so I think that's a danger that we as men could fall into. And I think a danger that, that women could fall into is sort of believing um, the, the lie that, you know, one, that does make them weak, or two, that they're somehow, you know, less than than a man and that's 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 not the case here there's just a a difference in in roles yeah that we see and if anything like i mean it's the it's the man's job to be teaching to be you know spiritually leading his family and in a sense he's biblically must have that responsibility and in a way it's saying that not necessarily that you know, women can't teach because women teach our kids, women teach their kid, like it's, and women teach other women. It's not yeah. that, it's just over a man here, but um, it's as if to say, like, the man's role is here just to spiritually lead. That's his responsibility. And and it's saying, women, you don't have to have that responsibility. This is the man's role uh, here. So that's another way of looking at it, too. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it is, you know, with, with both of these things, like, you know, maybe we, you know, sort of, sort of goes against the grain of what we, we want the passage to say. We want, you know, to have freedom to get upset and undignified and angry and, you know, forget peace. And I want to, you know, go out and start doing these things. Or we may feel like, okay, God's word is, is maybe outdated or something in here. But like, again, we have to look at, look at God. We have to trust God's word, trust that this is God's word and, and submit ultimately to God's word. Yeah. And this is one of those passages that, um, a lot of people, uh, will like make or break what they believe. Mm-hmm. And you just have to remember God's word has to be the foundation first, has to be the standard. Yeah. This can't be, you, you can't, um, you can't hold culture or your experiences as standard first and then mold scripture on top of it. Um, and it's just so much, it, there's this piece that comes on you when you've got scripture there and then you help you you use scripture to define everything else around yeah. you and not the other way around. Yeah. Um, and because it, when you do it the other way around, I mean, you know, we've been through women's rights, like all the all the different things throughout history that that talk about the the roles of men and women. And to think about it this way, how great is it that God like gives us some clarity here in scripture? And then being able to follow it, like our Creator gave us um, a lot of the roles that we have here, not just in this passage, but in several other passages in Scripture, that we have truth, we have clarity, we can see what God wants for us, wants for the family unit, wants for the marriage unit, um, and how we're supposed to be working. Yep, yep. And I think anytime we put, we let culture drive, we we get burned every time. Yeah, and it's confusing. Like pray, ask God to help, like reveal to you his truth here because he does the holy spirit helps you understand helps give you clarity throughout scripture um you know have good deep spiritual conversations with people and keep this as the standard so anyway that is first timothy chapter two we will see you tomorrow god bless